Hey everyone, welcome to episode 105 of the Switch Focus podcast. I'm your host, Andy Corrigan. With me, as always, is Andrew Brown. Episode 105! <laughs> uh, and uh, this week, we're going to play some Doctor and talk about Two Point Hospital. Andrew's got a couple of other games he wanted to talk about, which is uh, Onakin Unstoppable Edition and Odalus the Dark Call. And we're going to talk about Jack Quest, the Tale of the Sword. Uh, so there's no news this week. Uh, Nintendo's still holding out on that direct. Uh, it's getting a bit tiring now. Uh, I just want to know what we're going to be playing in the next 12 months. They aren't delivering. So uh, we'll just get straight into what we've been playing. My current theory is they're waiting till the 3rd, because that'll be the three-year anniversary of the Switch. Mm. Or they're just not doing directs anymore. Oh, they'll definitely be doing directs. <laughs> this is all Doug Bowser's fault. <laughs> Bowser! <laughs> if that's not his answering machine, then I'm disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, so let's uh, just jump right into what we've been playing this week. As always, Andrew, you're the most prolific, so we'll, we'll start with a couple of the things uh, you've been playing. Uh, let's start with Jack Quest, The Tale of the Sword, just to, to go in the opposite order of the show notes. Uh, Jack Quest, Tale of the Sword is one of those super cheap games I buy now and then, because I know that I can finish them in a little while. Just blow through them really quick, get my, my yearly beat count up. That was my entire motivation for this game. And uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much what it was. I, I beat this game in an hour and a half, 100%. <laughs> So it's a oh, short nice. one, and I, I I think I only paid like 99 cents for it when it was on sale, oh, nice. but it was definitely a game that was worth that price. It's a action platformer. You just play as this, as this guy named Jack, whose girlfriend is dragged into a cave by a giant green hand, and he pursues, and as soon as he gets inside the cave, he finds a talking sword. And you just fight a lot of enemies, you find your way through this cave, which has a few things to unlock, like you find an item that lets you breathe underwater, you find an item that lets you double jump, pretty standard stuff. And Mm -hmm. there are upgrades you get that increase your health total and increase the amount of special attacks you can do. It's It's a pretty typical action platformer game. It was cheap, it was fast and it was over. It was, it was an adequate game. I didn't dislike it. (laughs) One of those, you you get what you pay for, but it's not particularly unpleasant. Go in with expectations of what it is, and you're going to have a good time with it. Nice. Uh, I might check that out. Uh, I do like the sound of short games at the moment. Okay, so the the next one we'll talk about is uh, Odalus the Dark Call. Uh, What's that one about? Odalus is kind of an 8-bit retro platformer throwback where you play as a hunter who comes back to his village one day to find that It's been overrun by demons, and he fights them off and finds out that his son has been kidnapped and taken away to the castle by these demons, so he has to go off and pursue after them. But all the levels are replayable, so while you're exploring the world map, you can see all the levels in succession, but if you return to the levels with stuff that you get later on, then you can find new doors and new secrets to increase your health, (laughs) get new equipment. It's another one of those (laughs) games. Uh, (laughs) It, it, I'm making it sound like a, like it's a Metroid game, but it, it's really much more like Demon's Crest, which is on the Super NES app, and when it came out last year, I, I very strongly recommended Demon's Crest, and I recommend this game for much the same reasons. Uh, it's another one I got through in a night. This is a, a four- or five-hour game, though, so it takes a little more effort than Jack Quest did, but I, <laughs> I, I did enjoy it. Uh, this is from a 
developer called Joy Masher, and this game and Onikun, which we'll talk about in a minute, they definitely put this this developer in the crosshairs for me. Now when they release a game, I'm going to be taking a look at it. Yeah, I'm just uh, googling some of the screenshots. Definitely looks like Castlevania. Yeah. Um, aesthetically, uh, particularly from it looks like a, a like a mid-level jump between 8-bit and 16-bit. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Dig that out style. Yeah, it, it exists between those two things. Like it, it's an 8-bit style game, but you know, unless you're actually working on 8-bit hardware, you're going to surpass what 8-bits was capable of. Yeah. So it doesn't have the problems that 8-bit games have. It doesn't have the screen flickering. It doesn't have the slowdown, which if you go back and you play like an actual 8-bit game, I think you'd be surprised just how much of that there was even in, in the the best games of the era. <laughs> but mm-hmm. yeah, it, it, it exists in that mindset, but it's definitely a modern game. And I enjoyed it immensely. Nice. Uh, I'm just one of the screenshots I'm looking at. It looks like you can have the uh, imposed scan lines, CRT scan lines. Yeah, uh, that that's a big problem. Actually, I'm going to mention that for Odalus and for Onikin because they're both by the okay. same developer. They they both have these scan lines that are put over them that are meant to make it look like it's an old CRT game, but. Uh, the effect does not work <laughs> it, mm. it, it looks really artificial it's really ugly uh, but you can't turn it off thankfully then <laughs> i immediately turned it off but the bigger deal with odalis and with onikin is there's a lot of strobing light effects so if you uh deal with light sensitive epilepsy you're probably going to want to avoid these games okay uh so uh onikin uh, Unstoppable Edition provides a nice segue, so it's by the same developers. Is this a similar type of game? Similar in that it's a side-scrolling action platformer with an 8-bit retro aesthetic, but it's more along the lines of like Ninja Gaiden, whereas you play as this little muscle guy and you're running from the left to the right the whole time and you're killing things with your sword. And there's some platforming to do. You can climb along pipes and got to avoid like fire and gunshots and things it, it's it's much more along the lines of the action games of the day whereas odalis is more of a an exploration focused game but okay. onikin of these three like retro platformers i played in the past couple weeks onikin was actually my favorite it's it's regressive and it, it's got a lot of yellow peril built into it but that's very much a result of the things that it's drawing inspiration from like this game mm-hmm. is like the, the opening rips off terminator and escape from new york so it, it's immediately <laughs> setting itself in the 80s and it's trying to live up to the reputation and the nostalgia towards video games that were popular in the 80s <laughs> but i think just in terms of the challenge because this, it, it didn't take me the longest to finish Onikin compared to Odalis, but it did take me the most effort. I had to replay levels a lot and really learn how to navigate the different bosses it puts you through and the different sequences, because it always gives you something new to do. Like, in one level, you're fighting off a ninja hit squad on the back of a train, and then you're jumping through some trees and you fight a giant mechanical snake that breathes fire uh, while hanging from tree branches, and then later you have to... Uh, infiltrate the enemy base through the cannon of their super weapon so the weapon is firing every few seconds so you have to hide in little corners to get past them and then there are also levels on jetpack which 
like that was kind of a thing back in the NES platformers was there was always levels where you were riding a vehicle <laughs> like Battletoads had it famously and uh, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle games had levels where you were like on surfboards like jet surfboards yeah. so this game has levels like those where you're on the back of this jet bike and one of them a polar bear is chasing you so you have to fight a polar bear <laughs> on the back of a jet bike uh i really enjoyed oniken and odalis uh, this is joy masher is definitely a developer i'm going to be watching for them to be releasing more games in the future nice uh, i also looking up screenshots of oniken and yes it does look like ninja gaiden uh old school ninja gaiden of course um and the uh, the box art kind of looks like Fist of the North Star. I, I do love me some reductive comparisons. So uh, yeah. I have no idea what that is. <laughs> it, it's an old anime, I think, and it's super popular. Say no more. Uh, and they also had a, uh, a Fist of the North Star game. I think it was last year, and it was meant to be a bit like Yakuza and was pretty popular hmm. and silly and all that sort of stuff. So, uh, yeah. Okay, so we'll uh, move on to the... Uh, Temple release this week, uh, which was Two Point Hospital, uh, been available on on PC for a while. Uh, finally hit consoles, including the Switch, last week. Um, now this is a spiritual successor to Theme Hospital from 1997. Uh, that was by uh, Bullfrog, uh, who have you know since disbanded. But Two Point is developed by some of the same developers um, and it's basically a hospital management sim uh, it's you know same as many business management sims you need to manage your services your staff here you need to manage patient happiness and, and cater for the illnesses uh, that they're developing you need to maintain your hospital build all the specialist rooms uh, yeah provide all the the basic human needs like toilets and you know basically making sure everyone is catered for uh, with that you get a certain amount of plate spinning now i'll just disclaimer uh, i i did really want this on switch but i noticed it was on game pass on xbox and on pc so i've got it installed on my pc because uh, i find these sorts of games make good second screen uh playing which so uh, obviously with the pc version i'm playing mouse and keyboard so everything you know, you'd imagine would be uh, easier to to click around and, you know, when you're creating rooms, uh, dragging and dropping, you know, drawing out the squares that you want to build into. Um, I have played a lot of management sims on the, on consoles, so I can imagine how they, how those controls translate across. Uh, how are they on the Switch? Are they, are they nice and easy? Did you have any complications with them or any difficulty? Well, first and foremost, this is a game where anytime you want, you can freeze time. So you can take as long as you mm -hmm. need to to do a project if you really have to. But mm -hmm. I found the console controls to be, for the most part, excellent. Uh, there's nice. there's the expected problem of like precision, where when you're, you're trying to pick something up or trying to set something down, and even though you can zoom in and out, sometimes things are pretty small and it can be hard to grab them. That is where I felt like having a mouse is most advantageous, but as far as the general things of like navigating through menus or building rooms, changing the size of rooms, moving rooms around, I haven't really had cause to complain about doing it with the joystick, especially knowing that I can freeze time and just 
take the time that I need to to get it done. Yeah, I did appreciate that, um, especially when I was uh, umming and ahhing and trying to figure out uh, how my misbuilt room was <laughs> selling something that was overlapping that I hadn't noticed. <laughs> um, just like Theme Hospital, this is something of a, you know, like a comedy uh, hospital sim, so you, you get you know, joke illnesses, so the, the first one you get is lightheadedness, where they get a light bulb for the head, and in the, in the second level you start they start getting a, a condition called Mockstar, um, where the patient starts to believe that they're Freddie Mercury, that, that I found hilarious. That also opens up the different types of treatment, so the first slot is just done through, through your pharmacy, here you need a, a psych unit to help you uh, unprogram people from thinking they're rock stars. And uh, yeah, as, as we alluded to, the, the rooms themselves are pretty easy to build um, and you can move them around easily. I remember that being a real hassle in, in Theme Hospital. Mm, wow, that, that would not be fun because like the very first room I built, I, I built it wrong because I, I tried to get it to hug the wall of like you start off with just empty buildings and you build rooms inside mm-hmm. of them rather than building the buildings themselves. So each each level is really more like a... I want to say it's like a puzzle where you have to figure out like what rooms you need in your limited space, but at least at the point of the game I'm at now, I haven't really felt like I'm struggling with space. I've always had enough space to build whatever I need, but yep. yeah. Uh, that first room I built, I didn't get it hugging the wall quite right, so I just kind of had this hallway just kind of floating around it for <laughs> about 20 minutes, and it was just bothering me so finally i just paused the game and was like can i just pick up rooms and just move them because you know coming off of games like sim city you know if you build something in the wrong place it's just there in the wrong place and you have to either delete it and start over or fall back to an old save both of which suck but in this one if i built a room in a wrong place i just pick up the room and move it to where i want it to be or if i decide later on that i want that room to be in a different building or if I just want to change the size of the room or where its door is at I can do that and it doesn't even cost any extra money you just pause the game and open up the edit menu and just do it and once it's done then all the people come back into the room and carries on uh, as they were before yeah I have memories of uh, some of Bullfrog's previous games such as Theme Hospital and Theme Park where like you couldn't build or move stuff where there was a a customer or a patient and you'd have to move time along to get them to shift out of the way uh that yeah all that's really simple here it's got it's got a lot of um you know mod cons i'll call them so as with any uh, sort of business management thing you need to make sure you have the the right kinds of uh staff with the right skills to, to do the job so obviously you're your doctors are are important, um, so you've got to make sure they're, you know, suitably skilled. Even your janitors might need a specialist skill, such as if a, a patient dies on premises and they decide to haunt you, you can get a a janitor with a a ghost cleanup skill that will take care of that for you. Pulls out his little vacuum cleaner. Um, how did you find the uh, staff management? Um, I. I thought there was a lot of cool tools here to make it uh, pretty easy. Um, I should say I'm I'm like one and a half levels into this where I think you said you were in like level six. Yeah, I, I've 
I was told there were nine hospitals, so I'm about halfway through now, I mm-hmm. think. <laughs> but I I, okay. I don't know. And also, the console versions come with all the expansion packs, so I don't know how many more mm-hmm. hospitals that adds. But I'm I'm on the fifth or the sixth hospital, and it was only the hospital I did yesterday where I actually felt like I had to pay attention to what I was spending money on because before that, mm-hmm. if I wanted to build something, I already had the money to do it. Whereas in that one, I was constantly skirting having zero dollars. So I, I kind of had to stop and wait if I needed to build something. I was like, I got to stop and wait and make sure that I have enough people to pay people's salaries and I can get some extra money in before I build this room uh, or I train this person. Because in the first couple hospitals where you're at, like you, you can just get doctors that are already trained in like psychiatry or have mm-hmm. bonuses to their their general practitioner skill which is where every patient goes they go to their gp first thing and then they stick they check in with their gp at every step along the way so you need gps so uh but then i hit the university level where you are going to a teaching hospital where nobody has any experience so you get doctors, but they don't have any GP bonuses, and they don't know how to do any psychiatry, so you have to train them to do that. And there's similar systems for the nursing staff and for the janitorial staff and for the assistants who run administration. And at the start, I, I kind of felt like training was worthless because I could just buy or not buy, I could just hire whoever I wanted who already had the skills that I needed if I just waited long enough for them to apply. But when I did the teaching hospital, I came to feel like, actually, I I prefer to take the little extra time and spend the little extra money. That way I can actually get somebody with the skills I want and I can actually train them up to be really good rather than just having this random pool of skills where somebody might have gp bonuses but then they might also have bonuses and something that i don't really care about so they're floating all over the place but with the training even though it takes more time and more money like i can train up a psychiatrist who only works in psychiatry whereas at the point that you're at in the game they're the staff is just bouncing all over the place and even on the console like once you learn how to access the menus it's super easy to just open up your staff log and just say that this doctor will only work in psychiatry this doctor only works in research it's fast and easy and i can't compliment the console controls enough yeah i could just instantly playing on pc i could see how well it would translate um because yeah. everything's simple and within a few clicks even even on the the pc version yeah like that was the whole thing like back in the 90s with the pc rpgs the crpgs the genre that doesn't exist is because they were making Mm -hmm. these games with no thought towards how they might run on a console because they were only thinking about pc which is why people said they could only run on pc when if you take the time to completely redesign the interface and the controls like like uh, beamdog did with the Baldur's gate and with Planescape, like it can be done. So I, you, you see that a lot more nowadays with developers really designing games with console play in line. Like you can even see in Diablo 3, you could see that was built from the beginning, even though it didn't launch on consoles at launch. Uh, when it launched on PC, you could tell looking at that game that console was always in mind for Diablo 3, and now. Diablo 3 is on consoles, and it's probably the preferable way to play it. And I could definitely tell mm-hmm. looking at Two Point Hospital, this game was always destined 
to be on consoles as well as PC. Yeah, I mean, most of my uh, Bullfrog management sim experience was on like on SNES and, and PlayStation <laughs> 1. So <laughs> Yeah, I read Theme Hospital was on PlayStation 1, but it wasn't very good. <laughs> yeah, uh, I when I played it, I was too young to, to know the difference, to be mm-hmm. honest. So mm-hmm. I, I had fun with it. Um, now, uh, with the staff and their skills, uh, so when you hire um stuff they have like employment references which are completely superficial <laughs> they're funny though they affect nothing but i've enjoyed a, a, a whole heap of them so i noted down a couple of my favorites while i was playing so uh, uh strong opinions on fonts don't we of all? course <laughs> uh chases animals in the park <laughs> uh enjoys attending duels uh and then uh, tried to bring back capes <laughs> They, they didn't try very hard because they did not have a cape in my game. Yeah, um, that's too bad. And I would have given them a pay rise had they done that. Uh, but uh, yeah, so all that is just like fluff and you just you really want to pay attention to their star rating and the, the skills that they have assigned to it. I think it's five or six slots. I think it's five have. and they get a new skill slot every time they get a promotion and they get promotions either yeah. by... Uh, going through a training course that you can set them up in in your training rooms or just by working long enough they get mm-hmm. promotions which are basically levels up but then you have to pay them more okay well let's talk about the different types of progression so as we alluded to there's different levels so you start off in a, an easy hospital um and you you get it up to a certain level and then they'll invite you to start the next hospital um now you can actually work to get each one up to three star if you want to be a bit completionist they give you a list of uh, little objectives to to help you get on that on that track so they're just like they're almost like side missions as you're trying to build up stuff but they're essential to the the overall rating of your your hospital so yesterday uh every time i went up a star I got a letter to say, hey, you can now move on to the next one, but I was being a bit pig-headed and I wanted to c- complete the first one at least. That's not pig-headedness. Um, that's, that's what I did. I mean, I'm getting three stars in every hospital before I move on, especially because yeah. <laughs> getting one star and then it lets you move on to the next hospital, it's really, it's not that hard. It's basically doing a tutorial for whatever that hospital's focus mm-hmm. is. And then like, yeah. getting the two and the three star rating on each hospital, that's when the game is really tasking you with doing stuff involving what you just learned now uh, that structure is what gives you the progression it's the single player it makes the game beatable i have to admit even as a kid i hated that in uh, theme park and theme hospital because i always grew attached to what i'd built (laughs) even if it was basic as anything and i hated moving on and starting afresh with a different aim two point hospital does give you a endless mode uh for those that prefer that um, but I still think I think you need to play the the campaign to sort of unlock things. I haven't unlocked an endless mode yet, but I'm glad to hear that there is one. <laughs> it was on the main menu. Oh. I, I, maybe I should click I on d- that. But, I've um, already figured out by talking with uh, one of our a member of our community, Major Gamer. He's playing it on PC right now too, and there are major differences between what's available in the console and in the PC version. The PC version also has some multiplayer community stuff you can do that is completely absent from the console version, probably because, at least with the Switch version, there's not always internet access, which is with the PC. Mm-hmm. It tends to be assumed if you're playing on PC, you're connected to the internet. So yep. they, those community challenges are not in the console version 
at all. So I'm not surprised to hear that the endless version is available from the main menu in the PC version, but I hope it's there in the console version after I finish the game. Uh, But there's also nothing stopping you from just going back to one of your main hospitals and just keeping That's just true. keeping playing it's always they're always yeah. there even after you've gotten three I, I stars just get on that. so like yeah yeah uh, i was gonna say you could always drop one and come back to it later um maybe even once you feel you've got a better grasp of how to achieve a certain goal it's uh, a good way to do it um there is a another element um to progression which is like the the unlocks i haven't worked out if these are just completely uh, just decorative yet or whether they actually add anything so you can you can do like other missions to earn kudosh uh, i think you get this as well just by doing um just by playing as well and achieving certain goals um so it's like a second currency uh that is not premium you don't have to pay real money for it um or at least you know, there's no option to pay real money for it <laughs> good um and this uh this sort of works in the uh, same way to a game I'm, I'm guessing you haven't played, which is Jurassic Park Evolution. No. <laughs> it's been uh, on my list. So that, that is, it's, a, it's a management sim, much like this, but it's one where uh, you'll, you'll get side missions to earn extra extra things mm-hmm. uh, to unlock. Little challenges, they give you little perks. Um, so here you can, with this, with Kudosh, you can unlock new vending machines, um, hand sanitizer, which is why I... I'm not 100% certain if this is just all, you know, superficial and decorative. But, um, some of them are decorative and some of them do have practical functions. Like, yeah, some like the salty snacks. Some of the, yeah. And, like, and you don't even unlock all those with Kudosh. Some of them you unlock by getting to certain star ratings on mm-hmm. the hospitals. And getting to three stars on the hospitals usually will unlock you a better version of a machine for your specialization mm-hmm. rooms. So if you want a better pharmacy for later in the game, it's worth it to take the time to get three stars in, in that very first hospital. And and that's sort of um, the stuff you unlock later you can use in, in all your hospitals then, so you can always go back mm-hmm. and make things more efficient in, in the older ones. As you are a lot further than me, uh, I assume the, the three-star stuff gets a lot harder to achieve. It does and it doesn't. Like I said, um, I haven't really felt like I've ever been in a place where I have to worry about money except for in that one teaching hospital and then even then once I I got past the one star goal I my income got to a place where if I needed something I just bought it it didn't matter um but that doesn't mean that getting to three stars didn't require effort and didn't require like thinking about what was going on like a lot of the three star hospitals they do require your patient survival rate to be up above a certain a certain threshold one of them required over 80% which like you might be horrified to go to my hospital and it doesn't have an 80% survival rate <laughs> but uh, my hospital was at that point at one point cuz i was i was working in this mountain hospital that was dealing with a lot of broken bones from a nearby ski resort uh and uh i i hadn't learned all of the intricacies of how to manage my my fracture ward so uh people weren't necessarily dying but they weren't being processed through in the best order so they were either getting fed up and leaving or they were running out of health and at that point they were dying or my fracture (laughs) ward just would fail in a in a in an attempt to 
heal the fracture because the nurse running the ward at the time wasn't as experienced because I hadn't quite learned how to manage who was really working in place to place at that point. Uh, so I, that was the level that I really had to, to stop and and re rejigger things uh, to get to the point where I could get a three star rating. But I never really felt like I was in danger of losing because even with all the people dying in my hospital with my 60 to 70% survival rate, uh, my hospital's reputation was still like 75% plus and I was never in danger of going bankrupt. So it was just a matter of just staying there, just sticking with it until I, I got everything balanced out enough that I could get to three stars. So like mm -hmm. it, it, it definitely feels at least at the point of the game I'm at now, that might change later where I get to the last map and suddenly losing is a very real possibility. But right now it feels like it's a game that rewards patience and sticking with it and really learning the systems, but it doesn't punish you if you don't immediately learn what those systems are. That even goes back to moving rooms. If you, if you accidentally build a room wrong, just fix it. It's no big deal. It doesn't even cost you any extra mm -hmm. money. <laughs> Um, now, uh, I'm, I'm, as we come to wrap this up, I'm just going to liken it to another management uh, sim that I have played on Switch, which was, was uh, Prison Architect. <laughs> uh, I grabbed that last year. Uh, I enjoyed, but I fell off because I was playing the single-player campaign, which is it's mostly a training thing. Um, and that was partly due to I failed a mission because something that I felt I had addressed the game wasn't picking up yeah so i couldn't tell if that was a bug or whether i'd missed something in the complexity and i tried it again and then the same thing happened so i was just like you know what i can't be bothered um but just in that game you need to manage every single minute detail including like wiring the electricity to each room and mm. and all that mm. sort of stuff two point feels like a much lighter experience to that yeah um and i'm and i find i'm appreciating that a lot more than i did uh to something like prison architect yeah and it, i feel like it's it's more something i can dip in and out of like freely this isn't the sort of game where i will you know sit and play it to completion in you know over a week it, it's not one of those games for me it's something i'll jump into from time to time and progress a little bit and come back to it later uh so yeah how, how do you feel in those terms I guess it's kind of like accessibility versus depth, but how, how do you feel about it in that respect? It definitely leans more towards accessibility. I was even reading reviews, and one of them did complain that this game is too easy. I think that was more coming from a perspective of having played Theme Hospital, whereas I've just played Two Point Hospital. I think this is great. <laughs> but like mm -hmm. when, like what you said, when Prison Architect, where you felt that you had addressed things, but they still went wrong anyway i do kind of see mm. that somewhat in two-point hospital where when a patient leaves the hospital like they get fed up they get tired of waiting you will get a report it will tell you exactly why they left and a lot of the times it'll say this patient was bored and hungry and i said well i got vending machines everywhere i've got newspaper racks and leaflets everywhere so i don't i don't know what they want from me <laughs> so uh <laughs> I, I do feel like there's some element there of patients getting fed up and storming out beyond my control even though I, I i feel like i've addressed their needs uh but it might just be i need to earn the kudosh to unlock the better entertainment things that way they don't get bored as fast and the better vending machines so they're more satisfied uh with the food they're eating um but even with those constant people storming out as i said 
I never felt like I was actually in danger of losing the map. I just felt like I was that much further from getting the three-star rating that meant I'd completed the level. Yeah, I think in, in the in my Prison Architect example, there was literally like a, a mission as part of the single player uh, to achieve, which I felt I'd achieved, but it just never ticked off. Hmm. And then in, everything kept going worse and worse and worse and i think my save had screwed me by that point as well so now well yeah you can restore any of the hospitals in this and once you know what you're Mm -hmm. doing you can you can zip right back up to a two-star hospital really quick because like like i said getting that one star on each hospital is basically just doing a tutorial and then two and three stars where you're actually putting those skills into practice I i have felt on some of these like you really start getting slammed with patients the longer your hospital is in business. And I, I have felt like if you're really struggling to hit that three stars, if your your entire obstacle is your survival rates, maybe you just have to start the map over and just get there faster before mm-hmm. you start getting that huge influx of patients. Uh, but I haven't found that necessary yet. But I, I'm I'm doing one episode or I'm doing one hospital every weeknight. Uh, weekends I still play big rpgs so that's where all my focus is on weekends <laughs> but i should have this done the next couple of weeks if i if i stick with it which no. i see no reason to walk away from it now uh but yeah so um, i think i will grab it on switch later on um i think it'll be a good fit there particularly in handheld uh, mm-hmm. and like good good tv playing um well and according but, to uh, major gamer uh this, this doesn't apply to game pass which you're playing it on but actually getting the switch version or even the xbox one version um if you're buying it it comes with the expansions so it's cheaper it's it's cheaper than buying the pc version plus the expansions amazingly like Mm -hmm. this might be the first game where the nintendo tax doesn't apply (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think i i think i got one of the expansions with game pass i'd have to boot it up to double check and i'm recording that'd be annoying but yeah uh i'm i'm enjoying the the base level version if, if if that's indeed what i'm playing um i just couldn't justify the money when it was available uh, on something i already pay for <laughs> i'm also trying to not buy everything this year as people have probably already observed like i'm not talking about metro redux this week that's because i have chosen not to buy it <laughs> I, I do not like those games anyway um, party pooper yeah they're, they're basically fine and they're they're stealthy shooters, but they're just... It's so needy. Mm. It, it's a bit tiring. Yeah, so... Uh, yeah, in fact, I, <laughs> that, that was the thing I was thinking the other day after playing Warface. was like, cool, Switch needs more shooters. And then <laughs> I, I realized that was coming out, and I was like, no, not like this. Not like that. No, like, last no. year there were, like, gobs and gobs of RPGs. Now this year we've got Metro Redux... Uh, Biosho- a Bioshock collection was raided in South Korea back in January, mm-hmm. so that could be coming out any time now. Nintendo Direct plays, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> this might be the year of shooters on Switch. Uh, I hope so. Uh, it's because uh, having the PC, it's something I've delved back into, um, and yeah, it, it is that sort of genre that is lacking. Um, and they tend to be shorter than RPGs, so that, <laughs> that would be favorable. <laughs> um yeah so uh so that's it from uh two point hospital uh i think that was a big recommendation from you oh yeah definitely i'm really enjoying this game and like if you like simulators and 
you haven't been happy with console simulators in the past, who can blame you? Uh, this is a good one. Mm-hmm. They've 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 actually pulled it off. Yeah, and uh, from my early portion, uh, it it's ticking all the right boxes so far. Uh, and yeah, uh, easy recommend, and I can definitely see how that will translate over to uh, a Switch port. So yeah, I, I also recommend. <laughs> Okay, Andrew, what are you planning on playing in this coming week? Uh, Murder Mystery slash Pycross game Murder by Numbers is out. Finally, I'm so excited. And (laughs) Pokemon Mystery Dungeon is out Friday, too, so I'll probably play that a little bit. I don't know how long I'm going to have time to play. (laughs) Uh, I have yet to decide if I'm getting that. I thought you already Um, had pre-ordered it, man. No, no, no. I I just said I like the art style. I think it looks cute. (laughs) Maybe I'll cancel my Um, (laughs) pre-order. No, no, no. Uh, I might. I'll keep you posted. That's a yes. Um, (laughs) I am still playing Okami. I'm just doing slow progress Mm -hmm, on that. Um, I did a bit during this week. Uh, I I feel like it's just got to the point where it's opening up a little and it's just going to let me do the thing without talking at me. I've played a little bit Um, of Okami. I'm trying not to blow through it ahead of you, so I'm I'm mm -hmm. playing it very slowly. (laughs) Yeah, I'm literally at the second big area, I think. Yeah, so we'll we'll talk about more in depth when when we're near the end of those. Um, I'm planning on playing something short. Uh, I was looking at the gardens between because I think that's just a couple of hours long. So I might uh, take a look at that. So I'll uh, see if I update you on that next time. Otherwise, I don't know what I'm playing because they won't give me a direct. I need something to get excited about. Thank you for listening to this episode of Switch Focus Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review on iTunes. It really helps us get noticed. You can also listen and subscribe on Stitcher, TuneIn, and other podcast services. Be sure to join our Discord server to interact with the lively Switch Focus community, and you can follow us on Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, and at switchfocuspodcast.com for updates, news, and other content. Links are in the show notes. If you'd like to support the show, you can buy us a coffee, and details are on our website. Thanks in advance. This episode was edited by Craig Wendell, and you can follow him on Twitter at CraigityCraig and his professional music career at Windmills at Dawn. If you want to follow us individually, Andy is at Flame Roast Host, and I am at Play Critically.
Please leave a message after the tone. Bowser! Still holding out on that direct. Uh, it's getting a bit tiring now. Uh, I just want to know what we're going to be playing Nintendo in the next Direct. Four we're all desperate for uh, a Nintendo Direct, ah. and uh, it wasn't Nintendo exactly Direct, as we've been hoping. Give me a Direct. I need something to get excited Nintendo about. Direct.